take a moment, relax, and join me for a tale of the unexplained. While growing up in a small town in North Carolina, I became fascinated with the history that surrounded me, along with the often associated folklore. A series of books written by Nancy Roberts helped me to connect the two. The following is an excerpt from her book, Ghosts of the Carolinas, and will be followed by another excerpt in episode 3. If you would like to submit your own story of the paranormal, please feel free to email me at mindchillerpodcast at gmail.com. Music for this episode was provided royalty-free by Ghost Stories Incorporated and can be found on bandcamp.com. This story from Ghosts of the Carolinas by Nancy Roberts was read with permission from the University of South Carolina Press. To purchase a copy of this and other Nancy Roberts books, visit usc.press.com. Return from the Dead A good friend in life came back from the grave to reproach Alexander Hosler for a horrible mistake. Many stories have been written about old graveyards and countless legends have sprung up around them. One of these stories is still told in connection with the graveyard that lies south of historic St. James Episcopal Church in Wilmington, North Carolina, and the testimony put in writing is worth retelling. The facts were given by late Colonel James G. Burr in a lecture that he delivered in the Wilmington Opera House on February 3rd, 1890. Spring came very early that March of 1810 in Wilmington, North Carolina, but its loveliness passed unnoticed by Alexander Hosler. So grieved was Hosler by the death of his intimate friend, Samuel Jocelyn, that he shut himself in his library, wishing only to be alone. To walk the streets and greet mutual friends or frequent the places that he and Samuel had enjoyed together was an almost unbearable experience. Son of a distinguished Wilmington lawyer, Jocelyn had been a most promising and charming young man. His death in an accident a few days before had greatly affected Hostler. As Hostler sat alone in his library, two days after the funeral, he was startled from his brooding by the sudden appearance of a figure before him. To his astonishment, he recognized his friend Jocelyn, who said to him, How could you let me be buried when I was not yet dead? Not dead? Exclaimed the horror-stricken Alexander. 
No, I was not, replied Samuel. Open my coffin, and you will see that I am not lying on my back in the position in which you placed me. And the figure vanished. Osler, though greatly disturbed, believed that he must be the victim of a delusion brought on by the extreme shock and grief that he had suffered. He made every effort to rationalize his experience. The next evening, he sat again at his study, scribbling away with a quill pen at his desk. He forced himself to perform the painful task of writing an account of Samuel's death to friends living some distance away. He had been writing not more than half an hour when he was seized by an overwhelming prescience that something inexplicable was about to occur. Glancing up from his desk, he was aghast to find the apparition of Jocelyn standing only a few feet away as it had on the previous evening. Again, the ghost entreated him to open the coffin and again it vanished. Hostler was much upset and when he closeted himself alone in his room on the following evening, he sat at his desk with considerable apprehension. It was less than an hour before he realized that he was not alone. There at his elbow stood the apparition, this time beseeching him even more pitifully. He could stand it no longer. His rationalizations were of no use to him and his state of mind was such that he determined to seek out his friend Louis Toomer that very night and ask for his help. The two men talked until nearly midnight. Greatly concerned over Hostler's condition, Toomer tried his utmost to reassure him, but his efforts were of no avail. Hostler's distressed, mean, and haggard appearance finally convinced Toomer that nothing would satisfy him but the opening of Jocelyn's grave. So he consented to assist in the grisly task, and they began to lay their plans. The disinterment must be done at night in order that they might accomplish it in strictest secrecy. Toomer was to bring the shovels and enter the cemetery from the rear while Hostler was to provide a lantern. They agreed to meet at Jocelyn's grave at 11.30 the following evening. The appointed night was overcast and only occasionally did the waning moon show itself from behind the shifting clouds. The graveyard was pitch dark when the men, talking in low tones, began their undertaking. Before long, the moon peered down upon the gravediggers and cast its eerie glow on the headstones around them. 
They dug silently on until, with a thud, Hostler's shovel struck the top of the coffin. Carefully, they uncovered it and raised the lid. Both men stooped over it, turning the light of the lantern full upon the contents of the coffin. With a strangled cry, Hostler threw his arm across his face. There lay the body, face downward. In truth, young Samuel Jocelyn had been buried alive. In order that as little publicity as possible might be given the tragic error, both Hostler and Toomer made no general mention of their discovery. But Hostler confided in Colonel Burr's mother, who was his near relative, and Toomer told the facts of the disinterment in the presence of another venerable lady, Miss C.G. Kennedy, who put his statement in writing for Colonel Burr. There have been many theories as to how such a thing could have happened. Jocelyn had been thrown from his horse while riding and was picked up and carried to his home in a comatose condition. Then, presumably dead, the body remained in the home for two days before it was interred in St. James Churchyard. A newspaper writer in 1926 wrote, The assumption is that the fall from the horse brought on a state of catalepsy with accompanying muscular rigidity convincing everyone that the youth was dead. Whatever the medical explanation for this appearance of death that resulted in the burial of a living man, the apparition itself is even more beyond our realm of understanding. Thank you for joining me on this short but chilling journey. Please feel free to comment or send me your own tale from your own life to mindchillerpodcast at gmail.com and join me for episode three where we'll delve back into the works of Nancy Roberts. Until next time, keep those lights bright and stay tucked in tight.